The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You might remember if you were listening in the last hour, I spoke to Susan Gray. She's the chairperson of the Road Safety Group uh, Park, and uh, she was fairly critical of the RSA's new Vision Zero campaign, which is a government policy and has been for the last couple of years to move towards it, which is that nobody would die on our roads by 2050. She says that it is unrealistic and instead we need to focus on the here and now and uh, making practical uh, decisions around enforcement, more Gardaí in the road, better use of technology, that type of thing. Well, Conor Skeen is a columnist with the Sunday Independent and he is with me in studio because he's been writing about this, indeed was writing about it at this weekend I just gone by Connor you're welcome thanks very at much. the studio and it's good to talk to you um, w- w- would it be accurate to describe your position uh, as being that we are in danger in the wake of some really awful fatalities in recent weeks that we are in danger of of allowing emotion trump reason when it comes to government policy well we certainly have to be careful I mean feelings are a fact and that the losses around a road traffic accident, a fatal road traffic accident or one where somebody's injured for life are incredibly serious and incredibly tragic. So we'd be so sensitive and so careful when we're talking about this issue. Have to be. Uh, at the same time, we'd be very careful to make sure that we're looking at true facts. And I suppose what the what the article I was trying to write last Sunday was drawing attention to the fact that uh, the headlines suggested there was an increase in road accidents. But when you drilled into it, it turns out there was a decrease in people dying in cars and, 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 and as passengers and a very significant increase, a doubling of pedestrian deaths. That leads me to think that uh, it might be smarter to put a bit more of the 80 million euros or whatever it is that the Road Safety Authority spend uh, into looking at what pedestrians are doing and how they might behave themselves in ways that would be less dangerous to themselves uh, rather than just continuously talking about speed. And the uh, the government's idea of reducing the road speeds is again another distraction away from where it appears the real mm. issues lie. But is, is it not a statement of fact that somebody driving at, at 30 kilometres an hour when they are in collision with a pedestrian, that that pedestrian has about a 50-50 chance of surviving? Somebody driving at 50 kilometres an hour, the pedestrian's chance of surviving is about 10%. Yeah. So actually reducing road speeds does save more of those pedestrians' lives. Exactly. And uh, the... Um, the realities are that uh, you eventually will reduce road speeds to nothing, reduce your absurdum and there'll be no deaths. So clearly we're not doing that. Uh, the increases have to be put into the context of the safety of, of, of driving at certain speeds on certain types of roads. So uh, I, when I was a young man, was trained in how to actually design roads uh, in the United States. And uh, in designing them, the width of the road, the length of the sight lines, the speed vehicles travelling at are all things that contribute toward a rating. Uh, so for that reason, roads, different roads have different speeds that depend on the safety of so doing. So driving at 100 kilometres an hour through the middle of Ennis County Clare would not be a very smart thing to do. Driving at 100 kilometres an hour out on a motorway is a sensible, very efficient thing to do and very, very effective and very safe. Indeed, slow driving on motorways mm. is actually uh, an unsafe thing to do. So I- instead of kind of big set piece announcements around a kind of blanket reductions in road speeds or indeed a kind of a, a, a net zero vision for road debts, I mean, has there been a lack of focus on on practical decisions are measures that could have been undertaken over the last few years by local authorities in particular. So local authorities can adjust the default road speeds. 
they can. On roads in their county. It doesn't very often happen, though. No, it doesn't. And uh, countries like Germany, for instance, Germany have very few speed limits. Their law is about reasonable behaviour and reasonable behaviour expects the driver to take account of the type of road, exactly as I just mentioned, the weather conditions, whether it's day or night, and uh, your prosecution and indeed your success in getting insurance money afterwards will depend very heavily on whether you were driving in a reasonable way. Uh, That can, of course, be enforced these days because things like the things that track our speed on the road uh, for for telling whether there's going to be congestion can also be used to identify a car that is persistently mm. driving too fast in areas that are below that. And the insurance sector and the Gardaí themselves uh, have the ability to start to preemptively move against people as individuals. The danger with speed limits is that they affect the totality of people for the sins of a few. But should local authorities have been more proactive in recent years um, we, we've gone through a very healthy transition in the last 30 years with the national, tra- the NTA. It, it takes overall responsibility for rule setting on the big roads in the country. Yeah. And in my personal opinion, that's worked incredibly well. As somebody who, as I said, was originally trained in how to design roads, I'm a kind of an admirer of a good road when I find myself mm. on one. And there's a lot of really good roads in Ireland now. There are still some appalling ones where you'd be very lucky to get to the 80 kilometres an hour that's on the red sign as you enter it. And they are danger areas and they're areas where working needs to continue. So again, it's very important to have a nuanced conversation. And uh, I think that when you look at Ireland's road speeds generally, and there are tables available comparing Irish road speeds to those of the rest of Europe, they're already in the low end. So I don't know what going lower will do when we're already the third safest country in Europe. But but again, uh, not, sorry, not to labour this point, but, but so like, is the more practical solution to the problem of people driving too fast on unsuitable roads, not then... Um, if it's your contention, it's not to reduce the speed right across the network. Is it that we are more proactive in identifying where those bad stretches are? Sorry, I, I, I didn't answer your question directly. You're absolutely correct. So recently, for instance, legislation has been passed allowing variable speed limits. You see them just beginning now on the M50 in, mm. in Dublin. And it's used a lot in Europe and in the UK. It's a very, very effective way of changing it once weather conditions change, once there's too much traffic. And so variable speed limits kind of wrecks the head of somebody who expects to see a speed limit sign at the side of the road. And that's a move towards using the new amazing software we have available to us through information technology. So you're absolutely correct. We need to do it more proactively, use the technology. How much of a role will technology play in the future? Because a lot of people kind of suggesting we'll never get to net zero or we'll never get close to, mm. to, to zero. And and uh, if we were all driving today's cars forever, we would never get to, to, to zero. I suspect we might get close to zero because of technology. I, I think you're incredibly right. I, I have a very wealthy friend who years ago sat me into the first car I was ever in that had automatic navigation. He said, watch this. And he pressed a button somewhere and it just glued the car I was in, his very expensive car, to the back of the car yeah. ahead and would never allow us to get any closer than that. It wouldn't go any slower either. So I think absolutely that automated driving and then control and monitoring of individual driver behaviour. I think it'll, it, it's not unrealistic to get to, to zero by 2050. Yeah, well, listen, it's, it's like that is an exciting prospect. Um, uh, in the intervening period, mm. uh, there is an argument as well that we use some technology that already exists and we retrofit it to cars that are on the road, which are speed limiters. 
Yeah, and and I've seen that applied to people when they get their first license yeah. and things like that. I don't drive myself. I never have, so I, I, I can't yeah. con- uh, comment on it. Uh, but I've been told by people who do drive a lot that there are safety issues around that as well, because sometimes you do need to accelerate to safely pass something or to get yourself out of a sticky situation. I don't know, but that's what I've been told. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. as someone who drives, I'm not so sure about that argument. I mean, if, you're, if you have to break the speed limit to pass something out or somebody out, I'm not sure you should be passing them out in the first place. I mean, there's that argument. Yeah. Um, uh, but I appreciate maybe in a I sticky think the big situation. How many sticky is, situations are we in? Like, you know, uh, well, are we in that you're going to suddenly have to slam it? We're not James Bond driving around. I was in a car yesterday that had to do exactly that because a, a truck had to stop very suddenly because of something that was happening in front of it just outside Leak Slip. And uh, the driver who was driving the car I was in was such a clever, careful person. I don't know how he spotted but the last minute he just uh, nipped out and then spun ahead to get around the whole thing and uh, very glad I was that he was such a good driver. All right, well there, uh, there's proof positive then. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Anecdotal Connor, evidence. <laughs> listen, it's, listen, it's interesting stuff you've been writing about and it's interesting to talk about it so we appreciate you coming in and taking the time. Connor Skeen, a columnist uh, with the Sunday Independent. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.